1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. There's a lot going on with this recording today. We are in the backyard. Annalise is not present. Annalise is present digitally. They're on the uh, Zoom over, you know, kind of watching over the recording, giving the blessing it needs. Meanwhile, I'm kind of running around stressed. I've just come from the most stressful brunch of my entire life. But we are in the backyard. We're going to calm down. Today's guest is fantastic. I think we're going to have a good time. No, I know we're going to have a good time. Listen to me just kind of going crazy here. I need to just take a breath and introduce the guest. It's Alex Songshaw. Alex, welcome to I Said No Gifts.
2: Hi, Bridger. Thanks so much for having me.
1: (sighs) Of course. I'm sorry to bring this energy, this... You've seen me running around here.
2: That's okay. I... I can kind of tell you're stressed, mostly because you've said it a a bunch of times, but I will say even your stressed energy is pretty calming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good to know. That's very good to know. It's uh, Sunday afternoon as we record this. Mm -hmm. How's your Sunday morning been?
2: It's going well. This is the first thing I'm doing today. Oh, beautiful. This morning, I just uh, did my dishes. So I'm impressed that you you already had a whole morning before this.
1: (laughs) I had a really uh, uncomfortable morning. Hours of discomfort. A friend recommended a brunch place that I was suspicious of. I should have put my foot down. But I thought, relinquish control. Let someone else suggest the restaurant.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you went with the friend who recommended it.
1: Yeah. And another friend and my boyfriend. And it went about exact... Well, actually worse than I expected. Uh, Oh, no. What happened? It was just a weird atmosphere. This restaurant I'm so suspicious of. But then we were... we had ordered we were sitting there and this waiter came up to the table and said to us are you okay in that tone and i said oh yeah we're okay everything's good okay. and she said i didn't mean it like that and it's like <laughs> oh what are you what then what are we talking about It felt like i had been trapped and so i was like oh no we're fine we're fine and then she left came back a few minutes later to apologize she said something like, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm tired. And I said, that's okay. Maybe you should get some coffee or something. And she said, I don't need coffee. I then walked away oh. again. She was setting me up for all these traps.
2: Yeah. There's also this like strange familiarity right? between you and this stranger. I'd never wow. seen this person
1: in my life. I mean, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And it was, it set the table, in a uh, well, I, I should not the table. That's confusing for a brunch situation. It set the scene in a a bad way. Okay, and the rest of the experience sucked.
2: Oh no! no. It almost sounds like she's like out of a movie or like a a, a scene of sorts. Of just like she had, she came in. She, she <laughs> knew something was wrong. She asked, "Are you okay?" <laughs> You're sure you've never met this person? I've
1: never met this okay. person. I mean, maybe she's talking to her coworkers right now and she's saying <laughs> my old friend Bridger didn't even recognize me. Wow. And was so rude. But uh it was a bad experience. I won't name the restaurant. I will say it's on Glendale Boulevard.
2: Okay.
1: Uh and uh so that's the morning I'm dealing with. Meanwhile, you're having a nice time washing the dishes.
2: I, yeah, I live pretty close to that area. Now I want to guess the restaurant. <laughs> but <laughs> off, I won't, not on Off
1: podcast, I will reveal yes. so you never go there. <laughs> or you'll say, oh, that's where my dear friend works. You
2: know, I actually have a guest right now, for, but I won't say. Because <laughs> there's a place that I often go on Glendale Boulevard, um, just because it's there. And every time, the service is terrible. <laughs> I feel really bad. I don't oh, like critiquing a place of service, but
1: right. every
2: time I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I think maybe I've disappeared, but I'm still sitting at this table.
1: Yeah. I mean, service jobs are very difficult. Good service is I mean, it's a challenging thing to do. So I do feel bad when I say someone did a bad job at it. Totally. But yeah, in this particular scenario, I thought mm-hmm. this is... I feel like I'm on a prank show. Mm -hmm.
2: I do also love the trope of like, uh, you know, just listening to people tell stories of bad service and then you always got to finish it with like, but I tipped really well. (laughs) (laughs) You have to finish it that way.
1: Well, this restaurant you had to tip (laughs) beforehand.
2: Oh, then I don't know this restaurant.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so it really does feel like a complete trap.
2: Interesting. I, I did work in, in restaurants for a while, and there were like months at a time where I was just terrible to every customer. So.
1: <laughs> a lot of customers deserve it. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, sometimes they did. Sometimes I just was like, Let, I don't want to be here, <laughs> so I'll just take it out on you.
1: Did you ever have a uh, like a an enemy customer that you were like, oh, he's back?
2: Oh, interesting. I think I didn't like remember the enemies enough. But there were like <laughs> regulars who I desperately wanted to become friendly with. Oh, that's nice. But I think one of the restaurants I worked at was like a fried chicken sandwich shop. Okay. And I think the regulars really didn't want to be recognized that they were coming so often.
1: Oh, sure. Because they felt like, oh, they think my life is out of control. I eat a fried chicken (laughs) sandwich for each meal. Yes. I know that feeling extraordinarily
2: (laughs) well. And I just wanted to be like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to see you
1: again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess there are some restaurants like that that have a little bit of built-in shame because, you know, of whatever dumb nonsense that uh, you go to regularly. You kind of want to be incognito, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of uh, discreet.
2: Have you ever had a place where you wanted to be recognized as a regular?
1: That's a good question. Mm, I, there is a place I am recognized as a regular. Oh, that's nice. And it's been nice. It, it's become my cheers. That's really it's absolutely nice. absolutely my cheers. I feel like that's the dream. It is the dream, but then sometimes it's a little... Sometimes you just want to be alone at the restaurant.
2: Well, so maybe that's the burden of becoming a regular. Right, <laughs> yeah. right.
1: You just want to be there for the food, you mm-hmm. and the meal. And then now you're chatting with Nancy or whoever. Sure. But there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So yeah. you but you never became friends with the regular.
2: i um, too cold. I get so I was cold to the people who wanted to be my friend or at least friendly <laughs> with me. Right. And then I was friendly with the cold I, I see where I've we gone wrong. We always go after those <laughs> yes. that don't
1: want us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. This
2: is where I. <laughs> this is what I did.
1: So, uh, I assume you're front of house at this restaurant. Yes. Have you ever worked back of house at a restaurant?
2: Uh, yeah. Like, uh, sem- I, I worked as a runner. Okay. Uh, at a restaurant in New York City. A run-
1: I don't, I'm actually. I know bus. Busser, I know waiter, what does a yes. runner do?
2: A runner just brings the food from the kitchen to the table. So oh, you're in a right. sense, like you spend most of your time in the kitchen, but then you are, I mean, I guess in the same way that a busboy is front of in the front of house sometimes, right. uh, that you do show your face to bring the food. Uh, and this was at, like it saw itself as an upscale restaurant, so we learned how to... Um, Hug the the customer, the guest, which which is just that you don't put your arm across them to put the plate on the table.
1: Oh, you put it behind.
2: Yeah, I guess behind. <laughs> behind.
1: <laughs> like you're uh, uh, like on lovers' lane.
2: Yes, and then you also couldn't auction off the food. You had to know which plate went to which seat. You couldn't say,
1: "I have the oh, interesting." This dish.
2: Yeah, whose is it?
1: Wow, I don't think I've ever been to a restaurant that nice.
2: No. It wasn't it was okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you ever did you ever um feel like the waiter was getting all of the accolades while you were doing all of the work?
2: Oh yes, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that restaurant what yeah. is
1: the purpose of the waiter is to just take the order and check in?
2: I think well like I applied as a server but I I didn't have enough like experience at the right. time I the guess raw they talent. the raw talent, yeah. But yeah, the server really is the point of contact for that table. Right, uh, the ambassador. They get the accolades. I don't know if they always get the blame if something goes wrong. But I also, like, uh, uh, bringing out the food, you also have to ask if there's, like, condiments or other things right. that they need. Which could sometimes fall to the server, but we would also do. this. That, is this interesting? It is I to <laughs> me. I
1: love, the, I love these dynamics, these things that we never hear about. I mean, was there any— Competition between you and the bussers because it feels like those two were doing the waiters' work and wanting to be waiters' Mm -hmm, favorite.
0: mm -hmm.
2: I think what felt bad about like there were definitely like like racially motivated like uh, who is what role. Wow, really? Yeah, I don't know if that's pretty common. And but like yeah, like a lot of times the bus boys or especially like the porters. Uh, Like, washing the dishes would be like, oh, they only speak Spanish or something like that. Right,
1: right. Uh, That's not yeah. great. Yeah.
2: But occasionally, like, a, a busser would get promoted to runner, a runner would get promoted to… Climb the ladder. Yeah.
1: But you decided you would leave it at runner.
2: I would leave it at runner to take on a prestigious uh, minimum wage internship <laughs> is what I left that job for.
1: Where did you intern?
2: Oh, uh, SNL. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, just in the design department, it wasn't. Oh. Yeah. Do
1: you do design work?
2: No, it was just. Uh, so I went to NYU, and and like all the late night shows were a place to to do internships. And then I guess if you like knew somebody, you could get just in a random department. Oh, so I knew okay. someone where in your the skills didn't de- actually yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: okay, that's interesting. Did what was interning in the design department like? Is it essentially just internship anyway? Just getting, doing menial things.
2: I Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's like the same four designers who've worked there for like the entire run of the show. Wow, they're, they're all
1: 150 they're years old. They're all 100 old.
2: years old. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 150. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's like taking lunch orders, like ordering cars at the end of the night, but also like reading sketches and like uh, pulling up. Research for for what the sets might need and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a very timid intern. I I remember taking lunch orders by uh, always starting with the sentence "I'm so sorry to bother you." Can oh sure, sure. I'm
1: familiar. Order?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So now back to washing the dishes this morning. How long okay. total did that take you?
2: That's a good question. I think it took me all morning. Oh, how many dishes did you have? It was it was piled up, but I also am bad at completing a task um, just like start to finish. Like I walked away
1: oh, probably distracted. like
2: 20 times. Right. Yeah. Walking away yeah. to do
1: as, uh, but walking away from the doing the dishes feels difficult to me as the because you have to turn the water off. Oh, sure. Well, how was that situation unfolding? Yeah.
2: I also just got a dog so so sometimes oh, like he would call for my attention right. or um or I would just get distracted and sometimes the water was too hot and I needed to step away for <laughs> a while. Yeah, I don't know. What is your dishwashing process like?
1: My dishwashing process is largely uh staying ahead of the game if I can. Okay. Doing the dishes as they are dirtied. Okay. Or at least uh putting them in the dishwasher as needed.
2: Oh, that seems like the way one should be with with dishes.
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the be, the the worry for me is, you know, I'm putting in dirty dish after dirty dish and then it not starting the washer for days at a time and I feel like I'm putting these kind of dirty objects in this dark little cave.
0: Oh, okay. Is that
1: like inviting bacteria? Is that going to lead to some sort of disaster for me at some point? I don't
2: point? know, but then when you do run the washer it gets so hot uh that I assume the bacteria dies, but I don't know. That's
1: true. Very true. But should the bacteria gain enough strength prior to uh, the washer being turned on?
2: Right. So what's the balance?
1: Right. What's like what's the uh few the time on the fuse for this before mm-hmm. the bomb explodes? It's mm-hmm. But that's essentially what I do. Occasionally, I uh, like with everything, I let it uh, get w- way out of control. Okay. And then there's a sink full of dishes. Or, you know, like I'm uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've started a new job and my email has become a true disaster.
2: Okay. Piling
1: up. You I know. relate
2: to that. Do you try to do like the inbox zero thing? or I, what is do, your- I do
1: inbox two. Wow, which I try to get it down in bo- Like if it's two to four e- unread emails okay. or unresponded to emails, I'm in a pretty good place. But once we get past four, I start shutting down.
2: Okay, I'm really impressed by
1: that. What are, What's your current inbox situation? Right now,
2: I'm at, I'm trying to do inbox 200, which
1: that's an interesting number to me <laughs> because it's completely out of control. Well, it's not; it's out of control. Yes, yes. But yep. then there are people. I'm sure you're. You know people who have, like, they look at their phone and it says 35,000 Totally,
2: right. It seems like—200 seems like kind of a random number to think, oh, I've done a good job.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's because it's almost manageable. Yeah. But not at all.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, that would kill me. Right. I, I think it is killing me. I think if I could get it down to two or four, maybe I would just feel freer. Um, <laughs> but so it's—I I tried to do Inbox Zero. I think— Maybe this was like four or five years ago at this point where I just went through everything mm-hmm. for six months. Everything older than that just got archived. And then I attended to like everything. Um, but then since then, it's just slowly increased of like, oh, shoot, now there's like 50 emails, but I'll get to them. Mm-hmm. And I've opened all of them. <laughs> I like so. So at this point, there are emails from… 2018 that I think I will respond to. <laughs> oh,
1: like from uh, who are they from? Friends? Family? Friends, colleagues?
2: Colleagues? Acquaintances? The whole rainbow. Uh, sometimes they're like it's like a very nice like compliment or thinking of you email. Oh sure. And somehow that the the emotional weight of it makes me scared. Mm-hmm. That That's I a
1: hard ha- email to respond to.
2: And, and I've brought it up to, to those friends who've sent it like either in person or like on a a Zoomer show kind of catch up thing. And they've all been like, Oh yeah, don't worry about it. You don't need to (laughs) respond. And I do think if I were to respond to one of those emails from 2018, it would, it would cause more chaos than it was
1: That person has completely forgotten about (laughs) it. And yeah.
2: And I've thought about it for four years. (laughs) (laughs) Have you,
1: this has crossed my mind recently. Have you ever, and I've never done it, but I'm getting there. Have you ever had an email you do need to respond to, but mm-hmm. you delete it as a little treat to yourself. Just say, I'm not oh going to respond. Doesn't that sound kind of, uh, if they need me, they'll, they'll email again. Whoa. I would love, I, there are a few I... emails currently floating at the top of the cream of my inbox and I feel like just deleting one just to release myself momentarily.
2: Have you done that, or is that like a fantasy? It's something I'm
1: toying with. It's the, the idea of it sounds good, and it seems like it could work out uh, at least temporarily.
2: That sounds very powerful.
1: Yeah, just delete it and uh yeah. see what happens.
2: Cuz also, yeah, you're right of like if they really need you, they'll email you again. And essentially, it's the same thing that I'm doing by not responding for 4 years.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you but yeah, I well, have, you're just releasing yourself yeah, rather than letting right, you like, wait.
2: Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever um really deleted an email. I archiving
1: Never deleted an email.
2: No. Prior to trying Inbox Zero for the first time uh, a few years ago, I had never even archived. I just keep it—I just keep all of—I guess I'm an email hoarder. I don't know.
1: <laughs> what What does archiving even mean?
2: I think it just—okay, so when you do Inbox Two or Four, mm-hmm. you're deleting.
1: I am deleting.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, actually,
1: now I'm just being caught in my own lie. Oh, I'm dele- <laughs> I'm deleting some. Uh, I'm leaving some. I'll read it, respond, and then leave it. Just And so, okay. like, my— I'll try to paint, and this is such a visual picture for everyone. Okay. You picture my inbox. There are a bunch of red emails, Mm -hmm. and then two to four unread emails sitting on top of those. Okay. And then, you know, I delete a bunch of stuff, especially like promo stuff, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the deletion of anything important never really happens. Okay.
2: That makes sense. But you're
1: archiving, which is sending it to some other It just, I don't know
2: where it goes, but... I think why I started doing that a few years ago was somebody like explained it to me, and and the big issue I was having was that I I open every email as it comes, but then I don't remember if I've attended to it or Scary. not. Scary. Yeah, and so archiving seemed like a way it just disappears from your inbox, but it still exists if you search for it or if you put it in a folder.
1: Okay, um, so it's a little bit more organized version of what I'm doing.
2: I maybe yeah.
1: Okay, uh, <laughs> I mean, I recently discovered the snooze button on emails, and that's a, oh. become a real dream for me. Oh,
2: My procrastination has gone
1: through the roof with this. It's, okay, You hit the snooze, and then it will come back to haunt you at some other point.
2: Right. I think I tried it maybe once or twice and was like, this is not for me, it just comes back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I do need them to be, remain unread, otherwise I forget about them okay. almost immediately. And yeah. by the way, why haven't they figured out an unread Text thing for yes, absolutely.
2: Because I, mean, I can't my do life. that with. I just kind of have to make a mental note that I haven't responded to this. Right, and
1: the mental note never works. Yeah. I mean, I'll pin a conversation at the top, but sometimes I even can't see that and I forget about well,
2: it. Oh, you'll pin it. Because you haven't responded. Yeah. Rather than these are your most important conversations or something. Right.
1: I've never had an important conversation pinned. (laughs) I've only had ones where I'm like, I'm not emotionally ready to respond to this yet. Oh, I might try that. I'll pin it to the top and come back to it when I'm ready.
2: I like that. Okay. I might try that because I, I for a long time, didn't have pinned things at the top. And I tried pinning recently— um, and it's like my mom, my best friend, and for a while it was the work thread. And then I was like, I don't want to treat work with that importance. <laughs> I don't remember what the third thread is now. But I, now I find that it's almost harder for me to remember uh, that those people have texted me because… Right, because you can't…
1: You start you can't ignoring it, it. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: And it doesn't have the little message preview. It's like preview. A circle. Yeah, it's just the circle.
1: Yeah, that seems inefficient to me. Also, I mean, are you f- afraid you're going to forget your mom and your best friend?
2: Oh, uh, I guess that's true. I'm not going to forget them. But I I do feel a slight obligation sometimes to be checking in regularly. Oh,
1: sure. It's yeah. just like a little reminder. These two need to hear from me.
2: Yeah and I, and I love them. I right, just... <laughs> of course,
1: of course. <laughs> They're both obviously a huge obligation in your life that you resent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I kind of see all email and text message as 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 obligations. Sometimes I, I'm on the exact
1: same yeah. wavelength. Yeah. Are you in any group chats where you'll set your phone down for God forbid an hour mm-hmm. and you, re- you return and it says like. 83 texts. Absolutely, yeah. What do you do? do you, in that situation, do you read all of the correspondence? Uh-huh. You do.
2: I, well, it depends on, I, I have a lot of, I have, uh, I've muted some of those that like really blow up. Right. Uh, but then also my phone is just always on do not disturb. Like, a beautiful feeling. Yeah, yeah. Do you do that?
1: I do. it. I'm doing it more and more. Okay. And it just feels incredible. Yeah. I mean, I essentially was treating my phone as do not disturb basically Mm -hmm. since 2012. I'm very hard to call. People get very frustrated trying to call me, uh, text me. It's a, you know, a problem for the people in my, uh, the people in my life are not thrilled with the way. But it's not
2: a problem for you. And I think that's beautiful (laughs) because I think we shouldn't be obligated to answer people as soon as we get that little ping.
1: Right. I don't know. You should be able to do it on your own terms. And I yeah. have friends who do that in an even more, I think it's really about setting a boundary of like, right. first time you get a text from somebody, maybe just don't respond to it for a few days. So they know that they're never yes. going to be able to count on okay, you.
2: Okay, we're on the same page of a few days, not like, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I open my, if I return to my phone and a text thread has blown up mm-hmm. past, I would say, 15 texts, yeah. full ignore. I'm not looking full through ignore. that. Okay. They could be planning my death. I, I don't care. I will not look at the details. It's overwhelming for me and I can't, like, what am I, uh, it's not for me.
2: Yes, I, there's certain groups where I will, well, will just ignore the whole thing. Um, and then other ones uh, where maybe I'm terrorizing them by like, oh, I finally get to it at like, past midnight Uh, and then I'm reading all of them and reacting to everything. (laughs) so I'm like okay you sent all these notifications you're gonna wake up to no new text messages but somehow the notification says 16
1: (laughs) (laughs) the conversation is long over but Alex has feelings about it (laughs) giving thumbs up hearts this sort of thing (laughs) well I mean speaking of terrorizing people okay uh, you agreed to be on this podcast a little while ago I never know anymore when someone agrees to be on the podcast. It doesn't really matter. And I will say,
2: honor of my life. I'm really excited (laughs) to be
1: here. Well, I'm so thrilled to have you. I mean, I was thrilled to have you here. I was thinking Alex will come by. We'll have such a great time. The weather isn't too hot. And we'll move on with our Sundays. And Mm so I have to say I was a little surprised. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts, which is in the emails. It's in all correspondence related to this podcast, which you agreed to be on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's out there for public consumption. Mm -hmm. So I was a little surprised When you came to my home I said no gifts HQ And walking up the driveway I see you're holding a bag Mm -hmm. You know I'm nervous to even bring this up Sure Is this a gift for me?
2: It's Yes (laughs) Okay But I will say It's also I'm running my errands today
1: (laughs) Oh okay Oh I'm just in another one of your errands (laughs) I'm in the same category as mom and best friend (laughs)
2: Everything in my life is an obligation. Nothing is joyful. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to survive another day without getting in trouble. Um, and it seems like I'm in trouble right now. And so in my defense, it was a pretty big bag that I walked up your driveway. Mm-hmm. But it's this is the only bag that I'm carrying today. So, so one of the things is just a thing I'm returning to a store that is near your home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and good for you for putting it in the official bag. <laughs> I'm the sort of person when returning an item will throw it in any old bag, okay, and then it becomes a suspicious transaction.
2: Oh, yeah, where
1: they're like, this looks like it's from another store.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay,
1: but I mean, I, I mean, always we keep can, the bag. I think we can we can say the name of this company, Big Bud Press.
2: Yes, uh, we've avoided any restaurant names, yeah. but. Yeah,
1: it's big, big <laughs> Great company.
2: Great company.
1: Uh, and I don't think that you, I mean, they have their own line of items, so I don't think that there could be any confusion there, bag-wise, item-wise. Mm-hmm. You're not going to show up there with a, uh, you know, uh, I can't name a single brand name. What's a brand I, of clothing?
2: American Apparel.
1: <laughs> American Apparel, perfect. Top <laughs> and try to return it to them. Yes. You're not going to bring your Tommy Hilfiger Jeans,
2: good brand. <laughs>
1: yeah, excellent brand. We all love them.
2: Yeah, we I, love
1: the Hill figures. I
2: am ner- well. Okay, so so I brought I brought gifts, but it's really you're helping me out. If that helps at all, as a reframing of this is a bag of things I'm getting rid of today. <laughs> and so the things I'm on the I-
1: dumping tour.
2: <laughs> yeah, and okay, now I guess that's even ruder than if I just admitted that I brought you a gift. <laughs>
1: This is your traveling podcast. Your home is a dump. Yeah. Well, uh, should we get into it here? Sure, yeah. I mean, as Alex has described, it is isn't a uh, a large brown bag from yeah. the Big Bud Press store with— yeah. Is the item you're returning in here currently?
2: It is. Oh, as, that,
1: well, we should talk about that, Okay, too.
2: as is my wallet, because I wanted to prove <laughs> to you that this is my bag for today.
1: So this could—it uh, well, looks like I'm going to have to parse through whatever's <laughs> happening here to find out what actually has been brought to the podcast. So there is a wallet. I'm going to touch your wallet. Oh, excellent yeah. wallet.
2: Thank you. It then was a Christmas gift for my mom. I
1: assume this yellow pant is yes, on its way to Big Bud Press. Yes,
2: I'm debating whether to exchange or to return.
1: Right. I it's actually, a saffron. Ooh. I mean, would you describe saffron? that as a saffron? I guess
2: so. I, I went with a friend the other day t- to pick out a pant and— she also knew way more color names than oh, I. Do. Interesting.
1: I mean, there are too many color names.
2: Yeah, I thought this was like a mustard yellow, but maybe
1: I uh, this could be a mustard.
2: I think I didn't know what saffron was, so now I'll call it saffron.
1: Saffron afternoon sunset. Wow. Well, afternoon sunset doesn't make logical sense.
2: It, well, <laughs> it's a winter winter day. sunset. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so the pants look great. I mean, I haven't seen you wear them, so maybe it's not. Like, it doesn't work with your style. I can't Thanks. say for sure. I,
2: I tried to go really oversized. Um, just try to look like a skater
1: kid. Oh, sure. Like, but I circa think, 1999. Yeah,
2: yeah. But I think I can't pull it off very well, so I'm going to go one size
1: Smaller. more fitting. Yeah. Okay, okay. I like a fitted clothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then there's a button that says, be nice to oh, me. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, you could have that if you well, wanted. Well, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm not looking. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I'm currently doing. I'm not looking want, for things. You didn't want to do. any of this. <laughs> I, I'm just. In, I mean, I've been and given I'm, a bag to investigate, and I'm thinking, why not?
2: Yes. Okay. So the story behind this button was it came with the pants, or oh. they had they had all these buttons there, right? And my friend was looking at them and complimenting them, and the store employees were like, "You can take those; they're free."
1: They give away buttons,
2: I guess so. And then. um My friend handed me this one that says, be nice to me. And my gut reaction without having any thought was, oh, I don't deserve that. (laughs) And there were maybe like three or four store employees closing down the store and my friend. And everyone reacted with such horror (laughs) that this person in front of them (laughs) has just—
1: Doesn't think they deserve any (laughs) level of respect.
2: It just admitted a level of self-worth that was so shocking. That they forced me to take this. And
1: now you have to go back and face those people. (laughs)
2: They won't remember.
1: Oh, well, see, again.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Look at this. You're a memorable person. They're probably going to welcome you with open arms. Oh,
2: that person who, who couldn't take a be nice to me.
1: But... <laughs> I could have used that at brunch this morning.
2: Wow, yeah. Okay, mm, well, so maybe by
1: the end, we'll see who deserves this. We'll fight over it. Anymore. This yeah, is yeah. going to end in violence. Okay, I Okay, great. Like this... That
2: part <sighs> wasn't technically— I do have a part that is a gift to you. That there part is another wasn't... bag yeah. within the
1: bag, and I assume— there's Ooh, it's quite heavy.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, like, it's a, like a lunch sack.
2: It is a lunch and sack. And it looks like a
1: baby to the bigger bag. Because yeah. the bigger bag is kind of a brown bag, and this is a brown lunch a smaller sack.
2: smaller brown bag. So
1: I assume this is the thing I should be opening.
2: Well, I, I wrote on this one.
1: Oh, it says something? Oh, it does say Bridger! exclamation <laughs> point. So I assume, unless you have a brand of uh, paper bags called Bridgers, this is for me.
2: This is for you. And you know, I could have just brought this out from the car.
1: <laughs> but look at the rich conversation <laughs> that this larger bag has provided. The and pants, I didn't even open yeah. your wallet. We could have gone into your financials, oh, your, you know. True. Driver's license situation, what have you. God knows what happens in a wallet.
2: So much happens.
1: There's so there's so many things. That mine is stuffed with receipts, etc. Um, okay, well, Wow, there are so many paths I want to take right now, but I think we yeah. should get into this bag before I.
2: Okay, speaking of receipts, I, I, um, the one thing I am nervous about is somehow I could not <gasps> find a receipt. For... Oh
1: no! But <laughs> so did I you purchase original... on credit card?
2: Uh, I did, and they gave me a little like return policy like postcard, and I can't. Oh, and I usually keep receipts very well, so right. I'm confused if I ever received one.
1: Okay, do they accept a podcast recording?
2: I, well, I'll ask. <laughs> okay,
1: tell them to check out, I said no gifts in a few weeks, a few weeks. if there's any trouble. Okay. Yeah. Because this has been a very honest, open conversation about the return of these pants. You're obviously, you would have told me if they were stolen.
2: I, yeah, because it would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I didn't need to bring this bag of stolen pants into your backyard, but I thought we should talk about it. Okay, well, with no further delay, let's get into this little lunch sack. And now I'm pulling out—oh, what is this adorable little thing? I've pulled out a smaller bag. There's a, <laughs> this is a Russian doll situation.
2: There's a smaller, a slightly nicer
1: bag. Right, a very cute, almost uh, cowgirl chic, I would say. Oh, yeah. I can see, like, kind of a rodeo queen carrying this. Oh, a small, I, yeah. You know one of those monkeys that rides a horse? Have you ever seen that? Sure. Not in person, <laughs> but I can picture it. you see it. one of those holding one of these? Yes,
2: absolutely. That would be
1: so cute. Yeah. Little hat, little skirt, and then it's got this. Yeah. It's, uh, Other
2: hand on the reins. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the way to the store or what have you. Um, yeah. It's like a little leather textured bag that's light blue with some fireworks on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there something in here or is this what we should talk about?
2: There is something in yeah. there. Although this bag is, I, I was just looking for bags today. And this is <laughs> from, I was cat sitting for my friend, Rachel Chapman, who who gave me the keys. And a, she always gives me little like trinkets and gifts and she put it in this bag. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah.
1: This is a great little gift bag. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to reach into this, the third bag I've seen so far on this episode. <laughs> and I'm pulling something. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god, wait. I think you pulled the oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, so I uh apologies to everyone involved currently. I felt something soft and you know a beautiful texture and began to pull it out and it was a succulent but it looks like I have pulled the succulent out of the pot which was in the bag no
2: it was I, I tried so hard to have a good presentation and ultimately it wasn't functional
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of my fault I should have looked into the bag but I try not to look at it until I brought it out but succulents are such a hardy, resilient uh, <laughs> creature that I, I'm not even remotely concerned about this. But I do want to—should okay. I replant it really quickly? I, yeah, Let's see. sure. No, I'm sorry.
2: I was just going to put here. everything in here, and then I was like, oh, that succulent needs some kind of a, more of a level
1: right. surface. Succulents can truly live through nuclear winter, so I'm not even remotely concerned about this one's health. Um, okay, so and I and now looking in, I'm seeing another object in here. So yes. I don't does it come, does it belong with the succulent, or should we talk about the succulent first?
2: All of the objects in the bag came from the same event yesterday.
1: Okay. What and was the event?
2: It was a fundraiser for a a, a dear friend Julia John's. Okay. Um and people brought different products you could you could buy and to make donations. Oh, um wonderful. But the, the rest of what's in the bag, uh there's two of them and one of them I would like to keep, but you can pick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: but then we can have matching ones. Oh
1: my god. Well yeah, let's see. So let's bring okay. this out because you've kind okay. of revealed slightly Sorry. what it is. No, slightly. it's okay. It, don't apo- Stop apologizing, okay. Alex, please. I I'm the one creating the issues here. <laughs> there are two little uh uh bracelets yep. that one says do a fupa mm-hmm. <laughs> and one says Spicy tuna.
2: Yeah, and there's one that I want more than the other one, but I
1: won't tell you which one. (laughs) I have to decide. Don't make me give you one of these. So
2: being my friend is really a trap. It's a series (laughs) of tests, and um, people rarely pass, (laughs) and I view everyone who does as an obligation. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm gonna. Well, I'm going to trap you even further by mixing these up in my hand and then putting them in my I, left and right. Then you have to tell me which hand. Okay. Which uh, I I won't be trapped again today. I've wow. been trapped by a, a rude waiter. Yes. And I will now be the trapper. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me left or right. I'm going to put the microphone down okay. for one moment.
2: All right. So then, whatever happens is my fault.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Left okay. Or right.
2: To give to you or to keep?
1: To keep for yourself, left um, or right hand?
2: Uh, your left hand. Left
1: hand. Okay, I'm going to open it up, mm-hmm. and you're going to give an honest reaction to what happens.
2: Okay. Oh, this is the one I wanted. <laughs>
1: Spicy tuna. <laughs> well, things are working out. I, in I your tried favor. to
2: look. I was dishonest. I tried to, to keep an eye on on. <laughs> <laughs> on which was
1: in what. <laughs> did you read? Oh, you said Well, the colors cheated.
2: are slightly... Yeah, oh, I've kidding. cheated. Oh, wow. The colors I- are slightly different.
1: Wow, this is me as, you know, I'm not a good uh, master of ceremonies, obviously. I'm not good no, at running the games. the
2: fanfare was really nice. <laughs> I just really... More so than I wanted to give you a gift, I wanted to keep the spicy tuna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why did you want spicy tuna so badly you were willing to give up your uh, moral system?
2: I... Arbitrarily, it was like, that's the one I like better yesterday. <laughs> and then was like, I guess I could get do a Fupa for Bridget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've um, both got one and we're connected kind yeah. of cosmically.
2: Now, yes, is this now we... created
1: by somebody that you know or is this uh, a vendor? Yes,
2: Be- Becky Yamamoto. Okay.
1: You them. were just at a friend carnival yesterday. Sorry. Yes,
2: a friend carnival. Just plug in their names on the pod.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Just bring out the list. Let's read them now. Um, are you a big jewelry wearer? Do you like a um, like a bracelet? This sort of thing.
2: I'm not. I'm trying to get more into like a necklace or something. Sure. I feel like I've noticed uh, a trend in like oh like some kind of a, a chain or like and layering them. And I'm trying to explore that more. I don't wear bracelets ever. Um, but I did. I wore both of those yesterday, and I like the feeling of <laughs> them. So, so, I have worn your. Kiss.
1: Oh, used yeah. absolutely used as used as these pants being returned to as, Big Bud. Yeah,
2: pants. it's used yesterday, and also the story behind the plant was it was um, given to me as I was walking out the door, <laughs> and I had been eyeing the plants also as a potential gift for today. Right, but then in terms of thinking about keeping it, I don't like that it's fuzzy.
1: (laughs) Oh, you don't like the fuzzy texture? Yeah, yeah. It's one of these little succulents that almost has fur.
2: Yes. And how do you feel about it?
1: I love it. I'm I'm happy to bring any little plant into the backyard and just say, now you're on your own. Okay. Uh, Let's see if you can make it in this climate. If you
2: can hack it, yeah.
1: And I feel like this one's going to be perfectly fine. It's so cute. I mean, my fear is it is pretty small. Will the wind blow it away?
2: Maybe. It couldn't even withstand... An unboxing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I immediately ripped it out of its dirt. I mean, I could just plant it elsewhere in the yard, but I do like this little pot. It's a little it's pot. It's so cute.
2: You could use it for something else, the pot.
1: I mean, we have a decent amount of wildlife passing through this yard, and it, can, uh, it all seems hell-bent on destroying some element of my home. Uh, so who knows what will happen to this little baby. But I could put it on the sink by the kitchen, and then when oh, I'm washing sure. the dishes, Alex really on the it- mind.
0: <laughs>
2: Dishes and this plant, yeah.
1: Are you good at taking care of plants? No, I'm awful no. at
2: it. You you have so many plants here; it looks very lovely.
1: Well, this is a. There are a lot of plants back here. Outdoor plants are slightly easier to mm. maintain, I would say. Okay. I mean, I've gotten better at indoor plants, which was basically just stopped watering them. Okay. Uh, until they they look absolutely desperate, then you water. That seems okay. to be the secret. I-
2: is, is that a real secret or this is just what you do? I think
1: it's kind of the secret. I think because oh, most people tend to overwater. That's
2: what I've heard. Okay.
1: And under light. Okay. Uh, that's not a real phrase, but, you know, don't put them near windows or whatever. And so, okay. I've, gotten to, I've gotten better about making sure my plants aren't soggy. They're not growing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever it is that kills them. Oh, sure. Um, And most of my plants inside are now, I wouldn't say thriving, but they're you know, they're living a decent life.
2: Oh, that's really nice. Yeah,
1: but you kill all of them.
2: My plants are barely hanging on, but they're not dead yet. Um, okay. I think part of me probably wants them to die. <laughs> I, I I also don't know what plants should be indoor, what should be outdoor. I brought two of my indoor plants outdoors because I have this, like, little alley area that is, like, fully secure that my dog can just be in. Like, he can't, like, crawl under the fence. Okay. Um, But I really want him to like, oh, just like in the morning, go go to the bathroom there. Right, right. So to encourage him, I brought two plants out (laughs) just for him to pee on. Um, And so that's how much I respect my plants. You're
1: using the plants as bait, essentially. (laughs) And it hasn't
2: even worked that well. (laughs)
1: now this i i wanted to bring this up earlier you mentioned that you just got a dog mm-hmm. what's the dog situation and obviously we still need to talk about there's more in this bag but i do there's
2: more I, it could all be garbage that i'm giving you um no
1: not yet <laughs> not yet <laughs> Two, n- charming little gifts oh
2: great okay but
1: i do need to uh i always love to hear about a dog
2: I just got this dog uh, two months ago, uh, adopted him from Mayday Rescue. Gorgeous. Um, I I met him because my friend was fostering him. and And they had also just adopted their own dog. And I went over for a book club and met this uh, dog they were fostering. And it's been great. He, I, well, now I sound like I don't believe myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're really questioning all of
0: this.
2: Um, no, he he's like really changed how I live, but also um, made it—I I still don't sound like I'm fully—made
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it better. You didn't uh, say change the way I live in a positive way. <laughs> it all I, feels like this dog is a burden, but yes, I don't believe it.
2: It's a huge burden, and I love him so
1: much. <laughs> What's his name?
2: His name is Bandit. Oh, um, that's a great name for a dog. I gave him that name. My friends were calling him Foxy because he looks like a little fox. Oh, I um, have
1: to see this dog at some oh, point. Oh, yeah.
2: I, I, he's my phone
0: background. Oh, let me so see this.
1: That's oh, cool. he looks like a bandit. He has a he's little a bandana little, yeah, on like he's off the, to rob a bank. Yeah. He's Fox-esque. That's Fox, a fantastic. Fox-esque. How old is he?
2: Um, He's like a year and a half. Okay. Um, And he was a street dog. They found him oh. on the street. So he's got a bit of like reactivity with other dogs. But I'm like right. working with the trainer and it's going okay. Uh, a, a conflict happened with my neighbor the first week I had him. And, and I think that's the like… Probably the crux of me being like, "Well, he's wonderful, and my life is so hard." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did he attack the neighbor?
2: No, he ran after her dogs. Okay, um,
1: smaller dogs.
2: He's like ten pounds. The dogs are probably the same size okay. as
1: him. Fair fight.
2: Fair fight. But I, I also, I appreciate you just straight up asking. Did he attack the neighbor? Cause, like, I think <laughs> it implies that even if that <laughs> happened, it's not the end of the world. I don't know. She just. Re- I, I didn't see any contact happen. But she still was like, I took my dogs to the vet. I think they had a torn paw pad, which all my friends were like, that's not from a bite. Maybe her dog stepped on something. Right. But she was very much just like, I'm not paying this bill. And uh, and I was like, okay, I, sh- whatever you need. Um, I don't hear from her for two weeks. And then she drives past me, calls me on the phone. She got a lawyer. She got… <laughs> She she calls me on the phone and says, I see you're in the front yard with your dog. Are you planning on doing that more?
1: <laughs> what do you think? I, I live here. I
2: was speechless. And she's like, because if you're going to be in the front yard, which is just my yard, um, with the dog, I'm going to report you to the city and to management.
0: Whoa. This and the is do- a
2: strong reaction. Yeah. So, so now, so at the same time, I'd been working with... Um, This uh, For a different podcast, I I got coached by a dominatrix to try to learn to be more powerful. Oh, incredible. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's great. So this was between session one and two that this all (laughs) happened. And so in an attempt to be more powerful, I… I mean, I was scared. I was so scared. She ended up like banging on my door with this big dude with the bill. I didn't answer. She texted me the bill. So, I text a response of like, I'll take care of the bill if you need the help. But also like stay away from me and my dog.
1: (laughs) Wow, this has escalated in a way I could not have uh, imagined.
2: She texts back like pages and pages of this rant. Um, This
1: is… The, this is a maniac.
2: It's, I also, with. I'm so conflict averse. I just, I'd rather just disappear forever from someone's life.
1: than. But that's what she wants. Yeah. That's exactly I, what she wants.
2: So the next morning, I don't respond to this like long rant. I just Venmo her with the Venmo memo back off.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going to start using that on every Venmo. That's such a great thing. To I, back off. Also, Here's yeah. your $10 for lunch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Also, yeah, just uh, hearing myself. Yeah, just the quietest. Back Back off. That's great. (laughs) Back off. Um, And then I block her on the phone. uh, And eventually also on Venmo. um, Just because her picture kept popping up in my thing. But um, I was like… Wow, I've been powerful. But then for a whole week, I parked a block away from my oh, own apartment. Oh
1: boy, this is no way to live. So
2: that she wouldn't know if I was home or not. And I still, I try to only leave my house when I know it's not her dog walking down.
1: Under cover of darkness.
2: Yeah. So I I don't think I've become powerful.
1: <laughs> I mean, the back off, that's a very, uh, that's a bold move. That's not, you know, yeah. I uh, am fairly conflicted verse as well. And uh, the idea of telling anyone in any medium to back, to off, back off is, uh, to me, the strongest person that's ever lived.
2: Wow, that's really nice, because my friend who went to Big Bud with me last week, um, I told her this story, and she was like, yeah, I guess that's—so you vet, You gave her money. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. Maybe that's not so powerful. I mean,
1: but... for all we know, this woman is working as a team with her dogs, and you're one of many of her victims. You know, <laughs> she's got all this money pouring in yeah. from various people. She's just <laughs> harassing and driving past.
2: Yeah. So I love my new dog. We are a little. We're a little family now, and um, I'm trying to not to teach him to to live like how I'm living.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like he. I mean. He came into this home with a very strong attitude.
2: It's true. He's not conflict averse. Right. He's he sees, going for it. Yeah. I a friend described him as yeah, Bandit is so sweet until he sees or hears anything, <laughs> and then he gets mad. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe I should learn to be more like him.
1: Right. You have um, things to teach each other. Yeah. <laughs> this is a beautiful beginning of a relationship. I as do. Far as th- I'm yeah. Concerned.
2: People talk about like, oh, I got a dog and it, it, it like got me out of bed in the morning and like really taught me what I needed to learn. And this dog has taught me to have conflicts in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it got you in a fight on Venmo.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: That's great. Who yeah. would have ever thought? And I mean, yeah. you're on your way to return these pants. And I always feel like there's a, that's a bit of confrontation regardless of the store or item. There's always sure. the moment of, I don't want this anymore. I have to. And... Who knows how the cashier is going to react?
2: Absolutely, which is why I'm going to exchange
1: <laughs> <laughs> without receipt. I mean, you're not getting your cash back. Let's be no. honest. We know the world of retail too well. Okay, well, um, let me reach back into this bag. Okay, okay, I'm ge- I'm feeling fruit. I'm feeling. I'm yes. going to guess before I bring it out. Avocado. <gasps> yeah.
2: Are these from? They're from the tree in my front yard. You're kidding. I. They're two of the damaged ones.
1: Oh, I'm bringing out two avocados. Uh, wow, this is just a full brag about whatever <laughs> garden of Eden situation no, you've got only, yourself in.
2: I only have an avocado tree.
1: What are these lemons from? Ooh. Oh, let me help. Um,
2: I've, the lemon. I knocked the plant over. Again. I, I don't know if this plant will survive, but it's okay. <laughs> um, the lemons. I don't know who or where they're from, <laughs> but um, so I've had. I, I've lived at this apartment for about a year now. Okay. Um, it has this. Very big avocado tree. There's probably like hundreds of
1: avocados. Oh, on what a it. dream!
2: It's it's somewhat of a dream. I, it has now become a burden
1: to me, which I guess. In, How many um, avocados are you eating a day?
2: What I've learned in the past year is that I'm not really an avocado person. Oh no! Do you like avocados? I love avocados. Okay, great. Okay. I mean,
1: I love a guacamole.
2: I do like guacamole, uh,
1: and I love to you know just, put throw them on any item. Yeah. I'm eating up. Although I feel like somebody recently put avocado in like Caesar salad or something. I thought, what are we doing? That doesn't belong. That
2: was the line for you.
1: Yeah. There are some items that was like, doesn't quite mix with certain cuisines. Okay. Doesn't make sense logically for me.
2: Interesting. Because I do feel like avocado is like a salad add-on pretty frequently
1: but within within the realm of Italian salad, like a Caesar it just doesn't oh, sure. I don't really associate avocado with Italian food,
2: okay. I never knew that a Caesar salad is Italian, but that makes sense.
1: I guess it is right. Yeah. I mean it's probably like, uh in quotation marks, basically yeah. Italian yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't imagine i mean I mean Caesar's name is right there,
2: right, I just never thought about so, it so.
1: But I, it was probably invented in Long Island in 1975 or something.
2: <laughs> no, I feel like I learned something today, which is that Caesar salads are Italian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so you're not an avocado person outside of Guacamole.
2: I no, I do like avocado, but I think what I've learned from having just a very plentiful supply of avocados is that I um, don't think about them to add to what I'm eating.
1: Oh, interesting. Like,
2: I guess, like at a at a restaurant or or like ordering a poke bowl or whatever right. has an avocado add on, I'll always think about it. And sometimes I do actually get it, but I'm not a person who, in the morning, am am like, oh, let me have an avocado today. Right.
1: I don't know,
2: I, or I don't know if anyone does that consciously. I
1: mean, let's go through what you're making for each meal. Breakfast, <laughs> what's happening? You're not putting it on a cereal.
2: I, I don't always eat breakfast.
1: Okay, this yeah. is a problem. So I'll me-
2: I'll I don't make support a lunch. that in oh. any way. Oh wow. Okay. So you could I'll... eat
1: just a plain avocado with some salt and lemon.
2: That sounds pretty nice. Doesn't that sound like well, a so Do you have some coffee? I I'll have coffee,
1: yeah. You have just this endless supply of avocados that I would so be going wild over.
2: I Okay. So with this tree, there was a uh, I I have a friend who's come to help me harvest them. Uh, a bunch of times in the last few months. Uh, so, so these two are from his most recent harvest. Where I realized that I don't really like uh, having regular avocados. So he took all the like nice blemish-free ones, oh, and, and I left was like, this garbage "Oh, I'll garbage ke- for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can. I'll
2: keep. Well, I I used to be like, uh, let me keep a bunch so I can keep giving them to friends. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're inspecting the I'm blemishes. I'm looking at the
1: blemishes currently, and they don't seem that bad to me. Okay, I mean. That uh, one's only time little... will tell.
2: Okay. Yeah. You slice if it open. If you slice it open and if and It's, it's just awful. a family
1: of worms that have <laughs> taken up residence in there.
2: I, yeah. I, I want to lean into the fact that I brought you a bag of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So so this friend has come over a few times. Uh, the first time I, I had picked the avocados and I gave him like a bucket of maybe like 20 avocados. Okay uh thinking that like oh i i just have all these avocados in a bucket let me let he can pick some out for himself and then i'll uh continue on my journey of distributing mm-hmm. avocados to friends but he took all of them <laughs> oh, that, which has it's happened to me avocados
1: for one person
2: it's happened a few and then the second time he well so he has a nice story of like his mom uh, who lives in Orange County makes breakfasts uh, for the family every morning and like uses avocados and okay. so so has he, her
1: supplier died?
2: I uh, probably before she bought them at the store yeah, and now huh. it's just uh a bag of free ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and um, he said that his mom was re- requesting more. And is it okay if he comes over to help pick some? And he picked maybe like. I I want to say, like, 150 avocados. We, like, tried counting is he them. running a
1: machine? How is he, he doing this? He just
2: really had a good time. Um, and this is also after a year of, like, uh, like, I would sporadically try to pick my own. Or there was also this guy who called himself Cowboy Max who came over, like... <laughs> a lot has happened with this tree. <laughs> and I've been thinking about moving a lot just cause Yet, is you are not much. safe. <laughs> this,
0: is-
2: this guy named Cowboy Max, um, he came and said that he had been coming to this tree for 10 years to pick avocados in exchange for like, uh, that day he gave me a watermelon. I was just sitting in my front yard having just moved in a year ago. He gave me a watermelon and I was like, oh great, take, take as many as you mm-hmm. want. He was like, they're not ready yet. So he came back six months later. Uh, But he didn't, like, greet—I was inside the apartment, uh, just, like, on Zoom for work, and I see just a man get out of a truck and start taking avocados. Uh
1: Was he wearing a cowboy hat?
2: He—I think he must have (laughs) been—he was wearing a hat. I should have—I should have remembered. (laughs) Um, I thought it might have been him, but I, I, like, interrupted the Zoom to be like, hey, I'm so sorry. There's a man, like, taking avocados from my tree. I'm just going to (laughs) go— investigate. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it was him. And okay. he, uh I guess it's like a barter system. He like came back the next day with a 20 pound bag of rice and a jar of honey for me. Wow.
1: Yeah. This is fascinating.
2: It, and I was like, this is great. I like, I, I love this system. But then a, a few more times after that, my property manager, I guess, saw him oh, and boy. started oh, yelling no. at him.
1: Property manager's familiar with Cowboy Max.
2: I don't know if she is. Oh. I would have assumed she would be. But so I saw him first and he told me that like, oh, this this woman had like yelled at him. And, and like, could I just tell her that? Or like he was like, you said it was OK. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm just renting. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not taking as many as like there are in the tree. So like right. feel free. But then the next time he, like, knocked on my door and the property manager was with him, like, I think because she had been showing the unit next door. And I just felt so like, oh, no, I don't know who to—I uh, I was like, yeah, he said he'd been coming here for years. And she was just like, no, he can't just, like, come to somebody's <laughs> property and start taking avocados. Well, tell
1: that to Cowboy Max.
2: I—yeah, yeah and so I just felt so guilty of not being able to defend Cowboy Max to the best of my ability. <laughs> Especially
1: after the rice and honey.
2: After the rice and honey. Uh, Do you think it was
1: his own honey? Like he had, uh, I think
2: he probably has a bunch of different places and people. Oh, he, he's, he's going from spot yeah, to spot. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah bartering yeah. in
1: a real old-fashioned way. He's on a riverboat or yeah, something.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just in his truck. But then like, so I was scared that Cowboy Max had been scared away forever. But then he came back a few days later and was like, so she's around here like three or four o'clock or like he oh, wasn't. I'm getting like deterred. Uh,
1: early childhood kidnapper vibes from this whole situation. Oh, no. <laughs> a guy that shows up. Oh, your mom's not home. That sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. So, now this is getting a little scary. This
2: is good to know context. I haven't seen him since that. That time where he was like, oh, what's a good time to come? Like, I haven't seen him since then, so I'm not really sure what happened. But now my friend is, like, helping me pick avocados. And that time he picked, like, 150. He kept, like, 70 for himself and his mom. Oh, and then the lemons are…
1: Unknown source.
2: So the tree is really conspicuous. So a lot of people, if I'm in the front yard… Uh, They'll, like, ask me about the avocados and, like, I'll give them some if (laughs) I happen to be, like, picking them. Or there's, like, one lady who I've given some to, but I also see her all the time, like, come to steal them. (laughs) And I'm so scared of, like, confronting anyone or even just to tell her that it's fine that I've, like… Avoided going home so that she can steal them in peace. And then, <laughs> and then after you she leaves, are just
1: going to eventually not be able to get back home. She's going to be trapped <laughs> miles so away. More.
2: Yeah. Okay. I can't keep going. <laughs>
1: This. No, I mean I didn't um, realize. I mean I guess it makes sense. I just didn't realize that having an avocado tree would come with such a great deal of responsibility.
2: I, I think maybe the way I've gone about it has led me
1: to this. just the total lack of boundaries, yeah. letting any old yeah. cowboy max wander in. And then
2: yeah, okay. So my theory about the lemons is: uh, there was one day where I was walking bandit home, and this older man and his nurse, the two of them were walking down the street and i walked past them to go home and they were like oh we were just admiring your avocado tree and i was like i was thinking about putting out a box at some point and they were like great we'll be back and <laughs> and i was like oh okay i guess i have to do it right now
1: so i and go on inside their timetable.
2: yeah and this was right after my friend will had like picked a bunch uh and like still left me nice ones and and usually the blemish ones i use to make guacamole right um but so I go inside, I put maybe, like, 20 or 30 avocados in a box, and I write the word free on them. Right, right. Or maybe I wrote, like, take some. I think I wrote take okay, some. Okay,
1: interesting. Take some doesn't quite indicate free. It almost feels like you know, what's going to happen at the it, end of just taking.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wrote take some. Okay. Um. So I bring the box out. I put it, like, on my, like, front fence, and then eventually I see uh, the older man and his nurse um, coming back towards me. And so I like take the box off the ledge and was like, oh, hey, I like, uh, I made this box or I, I, I'm putting out this box, but like, feel free to take some. And the man's nurse, who's also this like middle aged man, just takes the whole box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and and I. some. And I did speak up. I was like, "Oh, I meant for like anyone could take some." And and the nurse makes this joke of like, "Oh, well, we're such a big household, so we're going to take all of it." <sighs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then he says, "Just kidding."
1: <laughs> Just kidding.
2: So he's, they're but not a kept. Big. And then they walked away with the whole box <laughs> of like thirty avocados. And so my only theory, and I have given like all the neighbors around me like a little sack of maybe like six six avocados before, um, but then one day. Somebody knocked on the door, but this was in my hiding phase, so I didn't <laughs> open the door. But when I eventually was out, I came back and I saw somebody had left like a grocery shopping bag size, like brown paper bag, right, full of lemons. Okay. And I don't really use lemons for anything, so mm. I've just had a lot of lemons.
1: Have you used any of the lemons?
2: I've used some because my friend told me that they're good for um, making the garbage disposal like the sink (laughs) things smell better
1: right of course so I've just thrown (laughs) (laughs) what is happening Um, in your house (laughs) yeah slice it up and put it in some water some iced tea I
2: yeah Bridger I don't think I'm okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) but now I have three mysterious lemons two blemished blemished, um, avocados yes A friendship bracelet. Yes. And a succulent that could be (laughs) alive or dead. Nobody, it's somewhere in between the realm of living and dead. Uh, I will nurse it back to health.
2: Thank you. This is a
1: fascinating roundup. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I mean, this is going, I mean, this could lead me in any direction in life. I'm very excited to see what happens, but I think it's time to play a game. Okay, great. I think we're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse, but I need a number between 1 and 10 from you.
2: Um, 7.
1: Okay, I have to do some light calculating. Wait,
2: actually I don't want to do 7.
1: You don't want to do seven? <laughs> Oh, interesting. Okay, that's fine. I'm I, I support this actually. I encourage okay. you to okay. get what you want here. Sorry,
2: just uh that's the answer everyone gives, right? Is 7.
1: <laughs> People are all over the place.
2: Okay. Maybe
1: two? (laughs) Two. See, that's a nice number. A lot of people do not pick two. They usually go over five.
2: Okay.
1: Nobody looked that up. I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I have to do some calculating with the number two. Uh, You have the mic. You can recommend, promote, do whatever you want. I'll be right back.
2: Okay. Um, I have a a show tonight, but this podcast will come out after that. I hope it goes okay. Is this what unstructured… Mic time should be used for. I hope it gets cut. If not, um, what else has been on my mind lately is um, just like, what do you do with unstructured time in general?
1: <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you're you're basically promoting the recent past for the listener. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I hope that it, hopefully someone listening right now happened to be at your show tonight.
2: Yeah, maybe. And Which I gave no information about.
1: Right, so yeah. that's going to be a very once the it clicks in for them.
2: It's a monthly show, but I still
1: won't fully plug <laughs> it. Is it a bad show?
2: No, it's fun. I think uh, I still just have a, a love hate relationship with doing stand up. That I'm like, oh, oh I can't sure, fully, sure. I can't fully back it.
1: Well, hopefully, there's it's a at least show. One listener who was at the show tonight. That is now everything's coming together for them in a huge way in their life where they're thinking, right. wow, I'm getting the full Alex experience. <laughs> um, Do
2: you cut things or well, is oh, it everything? Go- okay. that oh, we promo- certainly don't. That promotion oh, will. Oh, no. Um, I've tried okay. to move
1: the succulent uh, <laughs> and it is actually getting worse. The wind's blowing it around. Oh, no. okay. I'm going to just leave not? it be.
2: Oh, that's, that's kind nice. It's I set it upside down. down for a minute yeah. just to uh, yeah.
1: make it think about what it's done.
2: Um, but the show is the fourth Sundays at the Bigfoot Lodge in Hatwater. Oh, okay, perfect, uh, perfect. At eight thirty nine.
1: So you might be on that show another time.
2: For yeah, to come see. Yeah. Or you might not.
1: You might quit stand up <laughs> altogether.
2: Might quit. I might quit the industry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. This is how gift or a curse works. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me uh, if they're a gift or a curse and why. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong because there are correct answers. Okay. Okay, number one. This is a listener. It looks like we're getting all listener suggestions this game. Wonderful. Someone named Lizzie has written in, gift or a curse, fitness instructors who say, you can do anything for 30 seconds.
2: A curse. And why? I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A curse, uh, anything is too broad. Is that?
1: Okay, sure. Sure. So oh wow, you're, you're
2: very you have a very good poker face <laughs> cuz I I I'm not I I think I'm playing the game with the aim of trying to to to, to please you and I don't <laughs> think it's worth <working. laughs> it.
1: The only way to truly win this game is to follow your heart.
2: Wow, okay. I guess it's a gift because it's like 30 seconds is not very long and it's it's inspirational to to think that oh okay, I can do the, thing, the exercise or whatever thing that I find too challenging for 30 seconds.
1: Okay, so it's a gift for you.
2: I guess it's a gift.
1: You're right. I think, fit- <laughs> I think this is a gift, sure. I think, I mean, what we're looking at here is the fitness. When I'm working out and someone's yelling at me, telling me to do these things, the power dynamic, the instructor is on top. Mm-hmm. So, for when they say something that's so deeply incorrect, mm-hmm. and I know that it's incorrect, that's a little win for me. Mm-hmm. I know whatever they're about to tell me that I can do for 30 seconds is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, I get a little win during my workout, and it uh, powers me through the rest of it. So, maybe that's the psychology they're using.
2: Wait, oh, you're saying that the instructor is wrong for saying…
1: <laughs> yes, and I get to sit there and be right.
2: Wow, And okay. now
1: I'm in control for a wow. minute of the workout. I think my idiot instructor has this thing that doesn't really add up. And now I'm stronger because of it and I can get through the workout.
2: Wow. And but then you Gift. still keep doing the things that the instructor is saying.
1: Well, it depends. I mean, power <laughs> corrupts. Okay. And in that moment, yep. uh, I might become too strong for my own good. Wow. Uh but
2: power corrupts.
1: Yeah. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Wow. And in this situation, I might. Uh, get completely out of control. Okay. But it's a gift, you know, I'm sure it does inspire some people. For me, it's just like I have the win here, the instructor's wrong, yes. I'm right. Wow. And I can do this. Okay. So we're, I mean, at least as far as calling it a gift, we're on the same level.
2: Yes, but our paths there are completely different.
1: They're different, but that's the beautiful thing about life. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you've gotten one out of one so far. Very impressive. Okay. Okay, number two is from Amelia. Amelia says, gift or a curse at a concert when the band stops playing and has the crowd sing the lyrics instead of the actual performer? Mm -hmm. Gift or a curse? You familiar with this sort of situation? Yes.
2: First instinct would be that it's a curse because you know you didn't you didn't go to the concert to hear other people who's not the the band the singer sing this right. song. But I'm inclined to say gift because I think there might be a trick here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think it's a gift because. Um, and I know I'm not following my heart. I'm again trying Here to win go. this game. Um, because it gives the singer a break to keep <laughs> go- doing a good job after. <laughs>
1: Alex, wrong, (laughs) curse First of all, anytime anyone's singing or yelling in unison I feel so embarrassed for everybody I feel this deep shame You know, cheers in high school or any of that I was always like, this sounds so stupid What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Second of all, not my job I'm here for whatever, whoever on stage is doing I don't need to hear the person that's been bumping up against me For the last 45 minutes Yell in my ear, I don't need it
2: Absolutely. I don't
1: want it. I didn't pay the ticket price, the fees, the parking to show up to listen to, you know, concert goer so-and-so ruin my night. Mm-hmm. It's a curse. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely a curse. Okay. There's no no reason any—maybe you can sing along with the singer. Sure. But, but we even don't need then, it. Yeah. It's just—come on. We We need a clearer— Boundary between performer and audience. Yes. I don't like when it becomes one. And then it's, you know, we get into some tricky territory there, and I, it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: This was a lesson for me in trusting my heart. And yeah. I, you yeah. were, I
1: mean, you tried to outsmart the game <laughs> and it blew up in your face in a, I'll, I'll say it, a disgusting way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you
2: sat there and watched as I.
1: <laughs> just crumbled. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. You've gotten one out of two. You have. A chance to get at least one more correct. And this is from Michael. Michael has written in and said, gift or a curse, novelty mailboxes, i.e. in the shape of a farmhouse, dolphin, manatee, etc. I don't know why he picked two uh, marine life things as uh, mailboxes, but you get the general idea. Gift or a curse.
2: I've never seen one or heard of this before. Oh, you're kidding. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Um, but you
1: can kind of picture a mailbox in the shape of a manatee.
2: Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I can picture that. I <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> got so defensive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll write it down right yeah. now. Yeah, I. Yeah, manatee. <laughs> Everybody can picture that. Um, <laughs> uh, it, okay, I'll just follow my heart on this one and say curse. It seems like it would look look cursed. And… <laughs> I think depending, okay, this is from my imagination and not having actually seen one. I think there's a possibility that it could look charming. Right. I don't know what they actually look like. But I'm going to go with Cursed.
1: Alex, oh no! I hate to see the oh, game no. <laughs> just, you know, you've tried one method and it <laughs> didn't work for you. Now you've tried another and it hasn't yeah. worked for you. I think they're a gift. Wow. What do you have against giving the male person a little bit of fun? They get to oh. open up the dolphin, the manatee, the farmhouse.
2: I didn't even think of the male person in this scenario. It's a
1: charming bit of uh, kitsch that uh, I, I think everyone should have a mailbox in a shape of their favorite Mm. thing. I don't think that anyone should have just a regular mailbox. A nice, you know, mildly tacky little object that gets to collect your mail.
2: That is nice. Well, can I ask you, Bridger, if a guest on your podcast, I Said No Gifts, (laughs) were to give you a mailbox in the shape (laughs) of a nice, of your favorite object, (laughs) how would that go?
1: I would be thrilled. (laughs) <laughs> and I will there would be nothing uh that would stop me from enjoying it. Uh would I you use it as my official mailbox is the big question.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Uh I think what would end up happening, because I have I actually my mailbox is a kind of a nightmare. It's one of those metal boxes that's like uh you drop it in rather than open the little door at the front.
2: Oh, okay.
1: You know, like the old fashioned mailbox where you open the door at the front, there's no lock on it. Mm-hmm. I prefer that. It's easier access, but obviously your mail's going to get stolen. Mine's more like a little deposit box.
0: Oh, it has a lot. Stuck okay. to the front
1: of the house.
2: Oh, mine also is you drop it in, but it's shallow enough and there's no lock.
1: It you can just, fish it out. Okay, so yeah. you're getting the uh, the worst of both worlds. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so if I ended up with my own novelty mailbox, I think what it would happen is it would go on my kitchen counter for you know the mail that piles up on the counter,
0: that makes it
2: right, like after the mail's been brought in
1: right, okay. but my, my my ultimate defense here is I will never reveal my favorite object
2: That's yeah. That's I mean,
1: smart. <laughs> someone would have to do years of research on me wow. before they were able to pinpoint my favorite object for a mailbox, and I will never reveal it maybe on my deathbed okay I'll whisper to my grandniece or whoever <laughs> uh, my favorite object, and then <laughs> they'll have to buy their own mailbox for themselves. <laughs> well, you got one out of three. That's Let's be honest. That's bad. That's
2: pretty bad. Even the first one, I almost said curse <laughs> You first. could have failed at big like, time. Yeah. So
1: let's look at the bright side. You're not walking away a total loser.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. And you, you also were able to try some different methods of the game. Uh, you experimented, which is always exciting. Uh, did it work out? No. Mm-mm. But uh, no one blames you for trying your hardest. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the final part of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People, they write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com, regardless of uh, my feelings, and uh, they ask questions, they beg for help. Uh, every one of them is desperately seeking some sort of answer about a social situation or a gift-giving situation. Would you help me answer one? Sure. Okay, here we go. This ooh, and this one just starts out with a hard Bridger exclamation point, which matches the bag, but does not address you as the guest, which is interesting. Usually, okay. they say Bridger and guest or something oh, like this. Okay. But don't let that stop you from participating. Okay, but we so my help.
2: advice would be unsolicited. Yeah,
1: yours is fully unsolicited, <laughs> okay. kind of like this email. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you're you and the writer are on the same page for sure. Great. Uh, it says Bridger, I finally worked up the nerve to get my first tattoo. Though I'd had the idea for several years. I teach theater for kids K through 12 and wanted to get A, the comedy slash tragedy mask split up behind either ear, mm-hmm. i.e. comedy left, tragedy right. Mm-hmm. And B, the phrase, well, this person loves the theater because, and B, this phrase stage left on my left shoulder and oh. stage right on my right shoulder. Wow. The artist was very kind and meticulous and because it was a a symmetrical design, he ended up readjusting the stencil for stage left several times and even reprinted it for best sizing. We're getting into a real tattoo story here. This is the most detailed tattoo story I've ever heard. Uh, After he got everything aligned, we powered through the tattoo. Remember, it's my first tattoo. Unfortunately, somewhere in reprinting the stencil, the artist had mixed up templates. So now I have the phrase stage right printed on both my right and left shoulder. What? <laughs> um, after realizing his mistake, the artist was really apologetic, I hope so, offering a, uh, to comp the tattoo and reschedule me for re- removal or redesign over a few sessions. I was too elated from the experience to truly process the permanent mistake on my left shoulder and left with a, uh, uh, quote, free botched tattoo. Honestly, Bridger, I'm probably going to keep the misprint because now it's truly unique. Also, <laughs> if you're reading from a theater's house, then the view over my left shoulder truly is stage right for the actor. Question slash dilemma. Here we go. So we're, we've now been through a, a tattoo journey. What's the real situation? Should I contact this artist and try to pay, even at a prorated rate, for this tattoo? It seems like reminding him of the incident could make him feel worse, but also, artists should be paid for their work even if they occasionally mix up stencils. And that's from Julia. This is a fascinating one uh, for a variety of reasons. I mean, uh, this is really a a one-of-a-kind email to get on this podcast. So what are we talking about here?
2: Yeah, I really love this person's attitude throughout.
1: Very positive. They're very positive. They have nothing to do with your neighbor.
2: Yes. That mentality. This <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: that neighbor would have uh, burned this tattoo parlor down.
2: Yeah. I I love even just the the early details of like, oh the tattoo artist even bared with me in resizing and right and adjusting the placement of like, oh yeah, I would assume that um you, that should happen.
1: <laughs> I would uh, hope. But I also,
2: I, I only have one tattoo, but I I remember also feeling very like bad for taking too much time when I did want resizing or like whatever to happen with the template. Sure. But it is like, it'll be on your body forever. Yeah, you it should be
1: as close to what you want as possible. Right, yeah,
2: And it's just taking them a, a few extra minutes. Right. Um. Wait, so the question is about...
1: Should they try to pay... Uh seems like reminding him of the incident could make him feel worse. basically, should I pay this person for the horrible work they did and
2: so they so so that to me sounds like it was four tattoos. Was the whole thing coped?
1: i mean i honestly, I hope so, okay. I mean, I think bare minimum this should be a free. Job i
2: right that's, that's what I a was
1: big mistake
2: it is very <laughs> it is very funny to have two stage right tattoos <laughs> on 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 the two sides of your body, but um yeah that could, 'cause it's like four separate things, right so right. was that ear, like
1: your shoulder shoulder yeah,
2: and then so they've already like left this experience they're not at, currently at the right place i mean when they, they may be. It.
1: Sitting at the <laughs> with the tattoo artist as we speak, and just waiting to hear waiting. word from us. Yeah, uh, I guess we could just assume that. Okay. Or like, kind of, they've been idling in their car outside of the tattoo shop okay. for weeks. Yes. And are just thinking, waiting
2: for this answer. Bridger,
1: give me an answer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, I'm, a, I'm just backing up slightly. It sounds like this person just some the details of this person's life. It sounds like they have a lot of off the shoulder looks when they're on stage. Because they're talking about people will see this tattoo whenever they're on stage.
2: Oh, interesting. So we need to keep
1: that in mind. Yeah. We need to keep in mind that uh, they have a permanent mistake on their body.
2: Right. And so it's not to—the payment is just for the original work. It's not to take the artist up on the offer of uh, fixing fixing it.
1: Yeah, I think that's—I mean— Interesting. Look, Julia, despite how many details you did give— you, there are a few key missing pieces that would really allow us to solve this in a tidy way. But to me, I mean, okay, again, she's been idling outside the tattoo artist's home or what have you for weeks. Uh, I think it's time to just pull away. I Nothing should be paid so. for here.
2: Yeah, and it, it's kind of—it's not so much—is her name Julie? Julia. Julia. Julia seems very worried about this other person in the story, whereas I don't think she needs to worry as much. Because even the payment thing, the concern there is, like, will it remind the tattoo artist of right. of their mistake rather than, like, do I need to be paying for this? Right. Or Nothing
1: of this really has anything to do with Julia's well-being.
2: Yeah. I'm sure they feel bad, but I don't think they— lose sleep of well I, maybe they lose sleep over it but but i don't think them being paid for it they're like well now i feel worse about my mistake but that said i don't think you need to go back
1: right i mean i think the real question pay. here is does julia retaliate
2: right and in
1: the, and, uh resounding yes okay i think uh not only do you not pay julia you have, you're have. you going to be living with this thing the rest of your life and this tattoo artist is now going to be haunted by you. Wow. They will never be able to feel safe again.
2: And so what's Julia the... Julia
1: wants revenge.
2: What's the best retaliation for this specific transgression?
1: Uh, I mean, just off the top of the head, a rock through the window. Okay. Slash tire.
2: I wanted something like, uh, like, where it's pointed that, like, you placed... Oh,
1: interesting.
2: ...the same words on me twice in the one of them in the wrong place so how
1: is this a situation where you like spray paint their garage stage right stage right on each side
2: oh maybe uh, yeah leave theater masks somewhere and <laughs> like a like a like head. on their pillow yeah they
1: get home at night turn on the lights and there's it's this a, haunting mask yeah
2: it's a bloody comedy and tragedy <laughs> mask
1: I mean, there's kind of— I mean, Julia's been very creative with coming up with this tattoo. I think you apply that creativity to Mm -hmm. terrorizing this person.
2: Yeah, that's somewhere energy can go.
1: Right, that's a nice positive outlet where both of you will— your lives will change, and it'll feel justified. Mm -hmm. Absolutely justified for decades to come.
2: Yeah, and I guess if it were me, I would uh, enact the retaliation and then also send the money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh that's an interesting thing. So you send the money before the retaliation and then the horror begins. Or
2: maybe or uh, yeah, I guess this is what I've done with my neighbor of just like I am a coward <laughs> but also here is some revenge. Right.
1: <laughs> that's a nice balanced uh approach, I think. Yeah. Which I think will uh Matt I mean Julia loves to balance her tattoos and now she's mm-hmm. going to balance these life decisions, retaliate, pay mm-hmm. uh and hopefully be more precise than this Tattoo artist.
2: Yes. The the key here is precision. <laughs> precision.
1: Deadly precision, yep. Julia. You've gotten your answer in a perfect way. And take that information, execute the plan, and uh, now you have nothing left to worry about. Yeah. We answered that perfectly. Wow. Well, look, Alex. I now have this kind of grab bag of jewelry, plants, and fruit.
2: Grab bag, was it? Good
1: work. <laughs> and my, uh, I mean, do you want to keep this little monkey bag?
2: No, that's for you. Should I
1: keep the monkey bag? Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone can go to Instagram to see all of these items. We'll take some photos and uh, hopefully everyone pray for this succulent. <laughs> I've had such a wonderful time with you here.
2: This was so lovely. Thank and you so much for having me. I'll
1: send you off to get your uh, pants returned. <laughs> Thank you. Listener, if you have a return to make today, uh, I hope you have your receipt. Uh, if not, try to be. Respectful to the customer service department and uh, try to get that return as smooth as possible. I wish you luck. This is the end of the podcast. So, and I've offered you the one option for your life of returning an item, but there, of course, life is full of possibilities and you can do other things. So, do what you want to do. We'll talk again soon. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But i
0: Perfectly clear When you're a guest In my home